Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Lilienau, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope you've gotten off to an amazing start of this week. If you are new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of my future episodes. And also, if you want more mindset and performance tips on a weekly basis, make sure you either follow me on Instagram or join our email list because we do send out weekly mindset and performance hacks every single week. And you can find the link to all of those stuff in the show notes. So today I'm going to talk about a major realization that I had two weeks ago when I was competing in Pielbergen. As always, when I learn new things that I find really works in my own writing, I want to share it with you so that you can also get the value out of this and make sure that you make progress in your writing. So before I go into what this realization is, I want to explain a little bit about what I mean when I say realization. So this refers to those aha moments when it all of a sudden clicks, that breakthrough when all of a sudden we see or we feel something new that we haven't been able to see or feel before. All of a sudden it just makes sense. And I always say that improvement is not a straight line. It's more like a staircase where, you know, you have a flat part of a stair for a long time and then it goes up and then you get to the next step and then it's flat for a while again and then it's like up and then it's the flat again. And this is this is the way I see success being and improvement being as well. It's not a straight line where you will see like constant progress all the time, but it's more like we're working and we're working and we're working on that flat part and seemingly there is no progress, but actually there is. And then all of a sudden you get that hormone, that realization where you just like jump up to the next step and then those then you can really see what's going on, right? Here's the thing that that progress has happened all the time. You've been building building up towards it you just haven't seen it yet and and I also like to say that personal growth is like the Chinese bamboo I don't know if you've heard a story about the Chinese bamboo but Chinese bamboo when you when you put this in there when you were to put the seed in the ground you give it water you you, you get it soil you get it sunshine every single day and you take care of it and you nurture it but the first year you don't see anything you just keep on taking care of it. You keep on working on it, but you don't see any any actual sign that something is happening. Then the second year, it's the same thing. You don't see anything, but you keep on taking care of it and you keep on taking care of it. You give it water, you get it fertile soil, all those kind of stuff. The third year, the fourth year, still nothing. And this is where our patience is really tested, right? We don't see anything, but, but this is the moment where you really want to continue working on it. Because then the fifth year... Finally, the Chinese bamboo is breaking through the ground and it doesn't only break through, it grows 80 feet in just six weeks. And the thing is, it's not like that that seed wasn't doing anything, right? It was just that the progress or the growth it was making, it wasn't yet visible. Because a seed wouldn't be able to just like all of a sudden burst through the soil and and grow 80 feet in six weeks. Like that wouldn't be possible. It is only possible because for four years, that seed has been creating a root system. It's been growing, it's been growing, it's been growing. And that's what makes it possible that once it goes through the soil, it starts growing. 
you can grow those 80 feet in six in six weeks. And it's exactly the same with your progress. And when you're working towards things, you're being consistent and you work on it every day, every day, every day, you put in the effort and you see nothing and you see nothing and you see nothing, but the ground is being built. The basis is being built. And then all of a sudden is when you have those aha moments, those realizations that step up on the stairs, all of a sudden it happens. But it couldn't have happened unless you have would have put in all that consistent effort for all that long time. And now this was obviously exactly what happened to me. So I had had a long period where I seemingly wasn't making any any progress, or so it at least felt. Like, as I said, we're almost making progress, but we just don't see it. So some days it felt really great. And other days it felt like, are we moving backwards? Like, what is going on? I somehow knew both me and my horse were improving, but there just wasn't many actual signs of progress. So like sometimes some competitions I would I would I would come out and I would be like, oh, I have too little canter again. Like I knew I know I need to have a powerful canter and still I forgot about it. Sometimes oh, I, I still don't seem to be able to see my strides. I got that lesser stride. Therefore, the, the horse took poles and, and it felt like this curve had just flattened out. But then two weeks ago, this is when this breakthrough came to me, this realization. And it only came to me because of a bunch of different things that had been lining up. And and the nicest thing about this is, is when I really reflect about it afterwards, I can really see how all those different things is what led up to this. It wasn't like one single thing. It was all the input, all the, all the feedback, all the experiments, all those rounds, all those kilometers. That's what led me to this realization. So to, to talk about the first thing that happened, so or the first reason that, that, that this realization came to me. So first of all, I was at a three-day show. I was riding two horses every single day. So this is something that I love doing and I tell everyone to, to, to just do this. Go and see if you can go competing a couple of days in a row. If you, if you have two horses, great, like take both of them. But if you have one horse, still just go and ride at a competition like a couple of days in a row. It's such a brilliant way to immediately, you get that feedback and you can immediately put it into action rather than having to wait till next week or two weeks until your next competition, you, you will have forgotten stuff. Like now we can immediately put it into action. So I really, really recommend you doing this. So this was the first thing I had been doing. I, I, I do this quite often. And, and yet again, I had, I had been investing the money. I'd been taking the time to, to really make sure that I could ride several days in a row. Now, the second thing was that I was, I had been like, when this realization happened to me, I had been obviously riding around the day before. It wasn't day number one, it was day number two. And I had been like really sitting down and reflect how my round went and, and what really went on in this. I, I always do this. And I had been gotten to the conclusion that I was fighting a lot with my horse, Queenie. Like she was really, really fresh. And rather to allowing her to stay in her power, I pulled her back and I, I didn't quite see my stride. And I felt like, oh, that's going to be way too big. And I, I ended up fighting a lot with her. And, and she ended up like getting way close to the fences, taking poles with her. So my, my conclusion from that first day was that I really need to leave her more in the power. And guys, I'm telling you all this because it's building up towards what, what made me have that realization, right? Then the third thing is I had been riding Echo. So my four-year-old that I also had with me, I'd been riding him just before 
So on the second day, I first wrote Echo, and then I was going to jump up on Queenie. And uh, in this this round, when I wrote Echo, my four-year-old, he had been taking a couple of poles um, because he sort of ran towards the fences. And and I came out saying, yeah, but, you know, he's a young horse. It's not the end of the world because he's he's going to learn from it. When he takes poles, he's going to learn that he, he he needs to break himself next time. And and Peter, his, my trainer, his response was, yeah, yeah you're right like they're gonna learn from it but not in that manner because right now you're 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 pulling him and he pulls his head up and he can't even see like he can't even see what he's doing he can't even see where the fence is so yes you're right like if they take poles but in his in this case he's not gonna learn anything from it like you need to let him go you need to soften your hand and allow him to see for himself when when um where the fence is so he can judge that and then if he takes a pulse then he's going to learn something from it so I realized that okay I really need to let him go and that is easier said sometimes when you're running towards the fence but I I I, I was thinking that okay there's something here I need to soften my hand I need to do something here I need to allow him to look for himself so this thought was in my head and and then I went in to warm up Queenie um so I started warming her up I did a jump where again I held her back, so so I pulled back and I got like close and 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 Peter told me, look, just you need to soften your hands. And so this was like the third time in two couple of days where I had gotten to the conclusion that you need to soften your hands. Like it 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 had come to me in so different many different ways. So first that first round with Queenie when I, when I felt like I was pulling her too much. Second time with Echo where again like I pulled him towards the fence. I, he put his head up. He couldn't see the fence. And now the third time I was going into the arena again and and didn't see my distance, which ended up with me just like breaking, 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 and trying to put it back on one more stride. And this moment I was like, okay, like whatever I do right now, I need to soften my hands. So I I made that my one sole focus. Nothing else matter. I just needed to soften my hands. So I came at it again. I cantered. I came to the exact same distance that I had had the time before. But rather than pulling my reins, I left it. I allowed Queenie to just do whatever she wanted to do. I sat up, put my put my legs on to support her, put my put my shoulders back, but I just softened my hands. I just gave her the reins. And she jumped from a really close stride. She put in an extra stride, but she was able to jump with her back. And it was a completely different feeling. And even though I had been getting close, she figured it out. And she wasn't taking poles. And she really, like, I could really feel how the horse was jumping through her back. So she took this really nice, really powerful jump. And I understood that this whole time, while I was trying to help her by pulling her back and trying to create space for her to take that extra jump, all I had done was disturb her. She had been seeing it straight all the time and trying to figure it out. And I had been like pulling back to try to create space. But really what I did, I stiffened up her entire body. I pulled her neck in and, and she couldn't use her body to, to, to jump out of a close distance. So I was like, oh shit, like this horse can actually figure it out by herself. Like I don't have to pull to, to give her that space. She creates that space on her own if I just let her do it. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to come back around. This time I got a really big distance. But again, I had my sole focus on just softening my hand. And again, she took off. She she took off from a far distance. She made a super jump. It wasn't like this awkwardly big jump where she has to fold out her front legs and then she almost not doesn't make it to the other side. No, it was just a big but powerful and really, really good jump. 
And I was like, oh shit, like it doesn't actually matter if I come close to the fences or if I'm far away from the fences. If I just give her the hand and support her with the leg and sit up, she's figuring it out by herself. All I need to do is create that powerful canter, sit up, support her with my leg and soften my hand. Give her the freedom to fully use her body. And I'm telling you guys, I, I was, it was like all of a sudden it was like, boom, like I can't believe I had not gotten this yet. I can't believe I only understand this now. But this is how it goes with realizations. And and the funny thing was, I was um, when while this happened, all of a sudden other things started to flash into my mind. So other things I'd been going through in lessons with other people. So so Karen Donkers once told me, when you have a quality canter, the horse can jump out of any distance. Uh, and I I was like, I wanted to believe it at one point, but I. I it didn't feel like that was the case. But I realized now that actually she, she was completely right. Of course she was right. The, the problem was that I had been disturbing my horses. Like I didn't give them the chance to jump out of any distance by, by pull, trying to pull them back. So now I understand what she meant. And she was so right. I just had to, I could do that. I just made sure I had a quality canter, but I need to soften my hands. And then they could jump out of any distance. Another another example. So I heard Lucinda Green once in a webinar. Also, she was she was talking about that she was never able to see a distance, that she had to find another way. She didn't have that natural eye that some people do. And she said she had had a trainer that just told her we, we we're gonna have to find another way for you, which is fine. Um, and what she said was, and and the the takeaway from this was uh, a lot of stuff. She has a lot of a lot of good tips around this. But but anyhow, the one thing that I remember from this that she said was how important it is to allow the horse to use its own neck. It's it's to 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 give them that freedom to really use their neck and use their body. It's sort of like when you're when you're running towards an escalator, and this is the example that she that she took. If you're running towards an escalator and you're a bit late, and then you you look at that escalator and and you sort of view which step you're gonna want to take, and you prepare your body, and you sort of sometimes you need to take an extra step in between, but but uh, but you make it, or you have to take a big big step to to make it up onto the escalator. Um, this is fine. Like we can all do this. But imagine if someone at this late, like the last second, when you're just about to hop on that escalator, or to pull you back, or to push you forward, you would completely lose your balance. You would fall down that escalator, right? And she she explained that this is what we're doing with our horses as well. When 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 they're coming towards us, they're looking with their own eyes. They know what they need to do. But then we disturb them. At the, at the last moment, we, we, we say to them, go off, take off on a big stride. Or we say, uh, we pull them back and try to give them more space. And she said, in that case, the horse can't do that. And again, this thing that she was talking about, this webinar, it came flashing back to me in this moment. And I was like, oh my God, this is what she meant. And I've been doing it all along. Like I heard this, but only now it clicked. So it all just, all of a sudden, all those things just lined up and it seemed so logical to me. And part of me, again, I was like, I can't believe I only now get this. And a part of me was almost starting to judge myself of like, oh my God, this is so obvious. How come, Jocelyn, that you're only getting this now? But this is simply the way it goes with realizations. It's it's once you see it, you can't you can't unsee it anymore. And you can't believe that you couldn't realize it before. But But also there's like no point in judging yourself in this. Like just be grateful that you now realize it and and just put it into action. Like there's no point in sitting there and judging yourself and being like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't understand this in the past. Just be happy that you got it now and that you can now move forward. 
So in an attempt of summarizing this episode, this realization has just been so huge for me. And I really hope by me talking about this and explaining everything that led up to it, explaining the effect that it had on my horse and my riding, actually both my horses, I really hope that this is something that you can also really take to heart. Try this out, see what happens. And I'm sure that for a lot of you, this is going to have a major impact on your riding as well. Now, talking about realizations in general, this is also something that I wanted to explain for quite a long while. Remember that stairs effect and that growth is happening all the time, that you just don't see it. So many times I talk to riders that frustrating because they feel like everyone is making progress, I'm not making progress, but you are making progress all the time. You just don't see it. But then every so often, we, if we just keep on being consistent, keep on working, we are getting to those moments where you all of a sudden make that step up. You have that aha moment. You have that breakthrough. You have those realizations. It's happening. But you need to make sure that you collect feedback from different directions, brainstorm with people, try different things out. And here's the thing. Other people can often see things that you don't see yourself. They can call you out on it. And, and this often happens, for example, in the pet program or with my one-on-one clients, when we're sitting in calls and they're telling me a story and they're, they explain to me what's going on, what the situation is. And sometimes just by me saying that same thing back to them, they are like, oh my God, like you're right. And then those realizations will come and they're like, oh shit, like I didn't think about it like that. Sometimes, you know, I add my perspective on top of it. Sometimes other writers in our pep community add their perspective on top of it. And all of a sudden, you just see it click in the mind of people. It's purely magical. Like this is my absolute favorite moments when it comes to being a coach, when you see people having those realizations. I really, really hope that this is going to mean a realization for you. If not, just keep on working, keep on taking action, collect feedback from different direction, brainstorm with people, sit down, reflect on all your rides, see where things went not quite the way you wanted, where you can improve upon. And I promise you those realizations are going to show up for you as well. That's all I got for you for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you give this podcast a rating and review. In Apple Podcasts, all you need to do is to go to show, scroll all the way down to the bottom, click on the start and drop a sentence or two in telling us what you like about this podcast, where there's room for improvement. And also, please go ahead and tell your friends about it. Share it on social media. Make sure you tag me in it so I can also reshare it to my story. And as always, I'm going to finish this episode off with challenging you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you the next happy Monday.